Scar's here. Brandon's here. (laughs) Fuck. How does Dylan keep doing this shit? Like, is he projecting himself? What the fuck is this? Can somebody explain this to me? How did he convince Hoyt to kill this motherfucker? And why when Hoyt stabbed Kirk, this motherfucker sits up and then vanishes. And right after that, fucking Father Ray does a whole sermon about Jesus rising from the grave. Like I, as a Christian, can tell you about the bedclothes being folded up when Jesus ascended into heaven after being in the tomb for three days. I know this shit. They're literally walking sacrilegious right now to talk about Dylan from fucking 90210. Hey, okay. y'all. Let me ask you a question. Um, yes, sir. What, what is the name of this episode? Um, dream a Little Dream. Um, I'm going to say something, and um, this might be a little controversial. Controversy. But- Shout out to the haterazzi. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that yesterday. Um, I uh, his last episode was hilarious with the chick calling in. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I watched this episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the fuck I watched. I don't remember anything. <laughs> like I just completely blacked the fuck out. I have no idea what the fuck I watched. <laughs> You know what? I, I think that you're in the same boat as the writers who had no idea what the fuck they wrote because Brandon, how are you doing? I'm great. Okay. I got a kick out of this. This wasn't as bad as last episode. Well, once you realize this after watching it, I'm saying once you realize they're really pushing in the comedy supernatural shit, then it's just like, okay, we're on this boat now. I did see a commercial right before I started watching the episode about um it looked like stablers back on svu mm-hmm. i'm like stablers back on svu and so then i went and i was like huh i wonder when svu started and i looked it up and it started in 1999 so stabler at the same time of being a special victims unit cop who was arresting people committing rapes and sexual crimes was playing a sexual predator on eyes on another channel at the same exact time. It's nuanced. I guess. I just thought that was interesting. It is. It is. Like, they were like, let us see your resume. And he was like, watch Oz. I can do the opposite of that. Stabler was also the best and worst cop of all time. And when I mean best and worst, I mean, like, he was like the cop that you want. Because he was very passionate about stopping rapists and shit, where like you know a lot of you know a lot of rapes and sexual assaults don't go, you know, co- or don't get investigated. The cops don't take it as seriously. Stabler took all that shit seriously, but he was also the type of cop that would beat the shit out of you before they have any evidence. Just beat the shit out of you, like police brutality to the T. So, so he was a standard cop. No, because most cops don't give a shit. They don't invest rapes like, you know, like Stabler. They're just okay. like, oh, I can't find it. <laughs> Stabler's, <laughs> Stabler's like going home. Not, just all you can think about is like, I got to save, like, I got to stop this person from hurting another woman. But then he comes across like a person that's not the person and he's ready to fucking take his, like ready to beat the shit out of him in his suit and tie. Now, I'm a, I'm watch very, very little of law and order of any kind. Was he there from the very beginning? Yes. From, from SVU. SVU. He SVU. wasn't an original Law and Order. But because remember, Law and Order is like 40 years old now. 
Like it's okay. not 40 years old, but it feels like it's been around since the late 90s. And just like when did the original no, Law, Law and Order, Order came out, came out way before then? Law like 93, 94? No, way before then. SVU started in 1999. You sure so, Law and Order came out before 94? Law and Order came out in 1990. God damn. God damn. I know my mama was watching when I grew up. I knew that. Like, it was the heat of the night and Law and Order side by I, side. I've probably seen every episode of the original Law and Order. That was I think everybody's seen every episode because it's so syndicated that it was on every channel. You could, even if you saw a minute of it flipping through on accident, yeah, it was I, on. There was some flipping through. And that's kind of how I, I, I kind of fell into the CSI thing by flipping through. Because, you know, TNT used to run that shit. Strong. And 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 before they ran CSI, that was the same shit they would do a Law & Order. Like, you would turn on the TV at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and Law & Order would be doing a fucking marathon, like the fucking Twilight Zone and shit. Law & Order is the shit. And by the way, Jesse L. Martin didn't get there until 1999. So Jesse L. Martin is years. the shit. Let's let's give him his flowers. That motherfucker yeah. is I know, talented. I know, I know that name. The Flash that? and Rent. He was um oh, the oh, he yeah. was the okay. father in, in the Yo. Flash, and then in Rent he was. Um, gosh, I it's been so long. And the brother can sing too. Yes, that's what he did in Rent. Also, he I did. never got into CSI, but I did get into CSI Miami because I thought Horatio was so over the top. <laughs> I got. I only got into the the original, but I but I left when um when the when the white dude left and uh, Morpheus. Which came. white dude? Wait, wait, wait. When the white dude left, this is CSI. You know, because when Ted Danson left. No, wasn't Ted Danson in that show? I thought that no, he the was. Dude I thought from... he was in New York. No, that's that there was, was just that a was, lot that of was them. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan was. Oh New yeah, York, that's right? New York. Lieutenant Dan was in New York. No, Ted. Yeah, Ted Danson was a CSI. That's what I thought. Um, but no, was wasn't it uh, Gil Grissom? I guess the original. The, the, didn't he move to like New Orleans or something? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch the the, the spinoffs. I watched the original because. And then Bow Wow showed up, and Bow he wow should watch. Yeah, he showed up in Cyber, like the Cyber Crimes one. Nigga. And it was just like, okay, we just giving everybody a job now, huh? So he was the hook of Cyber. Yeah. I can see him as a hook type character. I can't. Also, while we're doing random shit, this is for you, Rashani. Guess what? I found a new podcast. Did you know JB Smooth has a podcast? Yes. Where it's he does inspirational podcast. speaking. It's the best. It's like Leon. It's like watch listening to Leon from Kirby Enthusiasm every day. I fucking listen to that shit so much recently. It's hilarious. I love, I love the beauty in podcasting. The beauty in podcasting is when you discover a new podcast and you fuck with it and there's like a backlog. And so you're able to go through a backlog and everything is new and it's and it's magical and it's just like hella dope. And um, I I just I love that you found that. I love that you found him. I knew about it. The worst Uh, thing, the worst thing is when you find a really good podcast that you really like, one that's about Houston um screwed culture and then the shit fucking stops and goes to fucking spotify <laughs> like when when well, shit so much, just download spotify you like you can't download want, a new app i don't want i don't want because I, I paid for the app that i use for podcasts that's why i'm staunchly against using spotify for podcasts because i paid for pocket casts 
That's just like saying, you know, I I really want to watch Star Trek Discovery, but fuck. It's on CBS. Like that's yes, like if you I like don't it, need a new watch. I don't need a new streaming app. Like and shit, that you got to pay for. Imagine if CBS was free. Imagine and, if CBS All Access was free. And all you had to do was download the app to watch the show, and you're like, God it's damn, just. But the, but the, app, the, the app. But the app I already paid for though is the the problem that I'm having. And now I'm in a situation where I'm probably going to end up having to buy HBO because uh, HBO is. In the long run, is gonna save me. Is gonna save me money. Um, at least you know keeping HBO through finishing this show. They just lowered the price, so that that works out for me right now. I'm right now. I'm good. My uh, my ex wife bought it for my daughter, and it's still on my TV. So <laughs> <laughs> so as long as she's still paying, I'm good. Yeah, it's fifty percent off now. It's only seven dollars. Word. Um, I saw a thing where it said something like that for like six months. Yeah, they did it because they lost they lost their partnership with Amazon Prime. So they, people used to be able to sign up through Amazon Prime, and that's how they got a lot of subscribers. And uh-huh. so they lost their partnership with Amazon Prime. So to try to get those people to sign up for them directly, they cut it in half. Okay, that makes sense. I did a thing one year where I got Hulu for a dollar. It was a dollar a month for like a year. Yeah, so I or, or some shit like that, and then and then I ended up keeping Hulu after that, and that's you know Wu Tang and and you know a couple couple other things. Um, I'm watching Why the Last Man now. Yeah, me too. I gotta watch the last episode. Um, I I, I watched every, well. There was a new episode yesterday, right? Sunday, yeah. I think it was Sunday. Um, Sunday, yeah, Sunday. So, but I already read the comics, so I know how it's supposed to go. And I think for the most part, for the most part, they are sticking to what they're not going to walk and dead it. They're not going to walk and dead it, but they they did make some changes. And I think that the changes that they made, updating the stuff, uh, introducing, um, introducing trans people to the show has made a significant difference because there's actually a one of the main characters that's trans and there's just like mm-hmm. you know every time they roll up somewhere it's just like um what is he doing here <laughs> like, yeah. you know, which you is know, exactly that. what would happen if, yeah, if it was and, real and then like his his, his 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 other people just left him and they only left him with one thing of testosterone so now he he shook like yo like you fucked me over so i only got this one thing of testosterone so like that's a good like i like the the changes that they made um i think i think 355 the character that plays 355 is perfect from the from the character that she was in the comics she is perfect for that character mm-hmm. she is exactly what i envisioned 355 to be yorick not so much hero he looks like a yorick hero though. hero spot on because the yorick in the comic books was like 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 uber nerd and like when this dude took his shirt off and he was kind of cut a little bit, it was just like that's not York, dog. Like you he know, could what I mean? be a nerd and be I, cut. This was, nigga was fucking Jonas. Listen, no, York, I, I don't, don't want to get a tangent about this, but this nigga woke up with all the other nigga, men in the world dead. And I was expecting and he, more. Only of thing a, he can think about is his ex that dumped him. York what? in the comic. York in the that comics is, is more of a Tobey Maguire type. Okay. Yes. 
and like and he is always the like like 355 has to constantly save him over the course of this because he can't do anything for himself this dude looked like he could punch somebody in the face and it'll have an effect you know what i mean like you know what i mean he got a little bit of muscle you know what i mean like he like he might be able to like if he throw a punch it, it he might be able to drop somebody uh i don't I, york is not that dude <laughs> you know what i mean not that he's a pacifist he's a pussyfist like he can't do this um so i don't know it, that's that's the only casting choice so far that i'm just kind of like eh. and then they introduce some other things like the um the 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 republican and democrats thing um uh, is mm-hmm. way more of a big deal um you know because that that the other lady um that other lady is not a character at all it's such a great character for the show but yeah. Yep. So, Rashani, you ready? Dude, you're not supposed to ask me if I'm ready. You're just supposed to just go into it. Like, you know what happened in this episode. I, no, you're the note taker. Fucking we, Alvarez we doesn't die. This. He gets stabbed up. He doesn't die. Leo he comes in and was die. like, nigga, you didn't die, but I wish you had up. And then, wait. Then, wait. I just wanted y'all Le- to think. I said Leo, that shit like, you, like was, a replay. Leo was petty as fuck for that. Leo really did this. He was like, you know what, dude? If the knife had gone a quarter inch to the left, you'd be dead. So I'm going to put you back in uh, Oz. I'm going to put you back in M-City. Hopefully they get lucky this time and I have to deal with you no more. But yeah, right. That's all groovy. Here's the problem I got. And I want I want to know what y'all think about this because I'm pretty sure I'm right. Every TV show, every movie that I see where they're talking about somebody just barely dodging death from a bullet or a knife or something like that, how far away did they say that the the thing was from from really doing something fatal or the causing an answer so like something like that? Like it's always like an inch or less. No, it's a quarter inch. It's always a quarter inch. From what I know, it was like, hey, if that bullet had been a quarter inch closer to the left, you wouldn't have an arm right now. If that knife had hit, if 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 that tackle had hit a quarter inch lower, you'd be in a wheelchair right now, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, if if time had moved just a quarter inch faster, you would have met your wife right now, brother. And it's just like, can we think of anything other than a quarter uh, inches? Life is a game of inches. I realize that, but do we have to use it everywhere? Like, you yo, niggas. Fight for that inch. <laughs> <laughs> he did get stabbed pretty close, though. He yeah. did. It was like a quarter inch. <laughs> so he goes. Cause she's got a great ass. Um, I love Pacino. His overacted ass. I love him. He comes from the Saeed school of, of overacting. You know what? The best overacting that I've ever seen Al Pacino do, and it's just me. It's personal Sin of opinion. Sin of a woman. My nigga. My nigga. Sin of a woman is is the most overacting anyone has ever done. In but he's not a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much overacting. It's overacting overload. Like it's like you have to be someone. It's like it's like it's like watching um the um the that Superman movie, the the Brandon Ralph Superman movie. Like someone has to tell you before you watch that movie what the movie is about for you to be able to be like, okay, I can deal with this. Someone has to say this is going to be overacting. 
unlocked. Mm-hmm. The same way in that Superman movie, you got to go, okay, this is a love story. It's not a Superman story. It's a love story. And like, you need to be prepared for this shit. Um, and, and there's some rape. Um, okay. That, so let's, let's get on back knows. to it. <laughs> right. Right. When Brandon falls out. Um, but um, quarter right. inch. So um, if the bullet had been a quarter inch higher, your child would have been an orphan, Murphy. Exactly. Shit. Um, But Leo, like I said, he's like, I'm not going to send you to solitary because I want you to get stabbed up again. (laughs) And I want you to get stabbed up with better accuracy next time. And I'm like, Leo, my cousin has a quarter inch story. My cousin has a quarter inch story. He was a military police officer. He was an MP and they were chasing someone down who killed his wife. And the guy, the guy fired on them and he heard the bullet. Ooh. Yes, he heard the bullet go past his ear. Uh, so that's I, I that's a quarter inch story if I'd never heard one. See, and when that shit happens, I, I retire. If if a bullet yeah. goes literally a quarter inch past my ear, I quit. Yeah. Um uh it, it's literally like uh the Emperor's new groove. I got turned into a cow. Can I go home? I a bullet went right here. Right. Like I don't think enough therapy is gonna get me back in a spot where I'm looking down somebody, especially in the military. Them fools are very abusive. Yes that are abusing their their spouse i'm not saying all y'all niggas is abusive i'm just saying the ones that are are like there, like three steps from three steps from all times from just ready to wild out and mental health is very important and 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 y'all need to make sure you're taking care of yourself especially those y'all who are veterans because y'all have seen some shit and y'all did not cause the shit you were just dealing with the shit sometimes in the best way you can sometimes not that's all i'm gonna say about it and that's coming from the from coming from the child of a family of military veterans yeah 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 so anyway uh miguel goes out and he goes and he talks to chico and he's like yeah you do what you said you was gonna do (laughs) you promise (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you promised that um you god damn it you missed <laughs> and, yeah, right and he's like i mean he talks to him really calmly for what it's worth he's like we got to talk and um some random inmate they they hang out with a lot more random inmates in the world of oz now just yes like who are you some random inmate is like can i sit down blow me <laughs> Get up. Have a seat. So? You tried to kill me. No, I didn't. You're alive, ain't you? How's that deal? You boys stabbed me in the shoulder, man. Blade went in a quarter of an inch from my heart. You must have fucking moved, George. Quarter inch. You gonna say nothing. I just want you to know that I know the truth, man. I'm gonna honor our agreement. I ain't die. I ain't gonna retaliate. Backing off, wise movement yet. Listen to me, Kevin. I'm never gonna welcome you back into another. But what I will do is guarantee. I will leave you be. What the fuck are you talking All about? scores are settled. When did they decide that it was called El Norte? From the very beginning. 
It's always been called El Norte. Yes. I don't remember them ever calling it El Norte. Yes, they have. They have from from the beginning. They they definitely have. Okay. They've, ca- they've called it that off and on. We everyone else just refers to it as the Latinos. Yeah. Um. But the but yes, they they have. It has had a name that name. This the country. reason why I'm asking is because um, you know, American me and the El Norte's is an actual like in California. It's an actual. It's a thing, you know. So I didn't I didn't know. I thought they were just like, we need a name for it. Let's just call them El Norte. Is that taken anywhere? We don't have the internet out of fucking we check. Well, if you looked a quarter inch further in the book, you would have saw that that shit was there. And then it would have turned to a thing. Like they're El Norte's and they're Sudanios. Um or Surangels. Something. Them niggas fight. Uh and one side is uh clicked up with the with the Nazis out here, it's wild. It is wild. Bottom line is, don't go to jail. Morales, though, when he's talking to Chico, he looks over at him. And, Brandy, you know, um, he looks over at, at at Chico, and he looks a little bit salty. Like nigga, I told you not to do this, and you did it anyway while I was standing right there. But then they never go any further into it, and so Mar- our Miguel is sitting down at at in the lunchroom. And another random inmate. When I standing in the back during that whole confrontation. Not saying shit. Just he watching. Shit. He just kind of looking like, wow, that shit just really happened. But he pulls up like the uh, black dude at the end at or after uh, Malcolm X makes the guys after he has everybody march in front of the hospital. And he shows up. and He's like, I want to be a Muslim. This. No, no, he shows up. Well, see, I've never seen it. So but I look at it like uh, Dougie Doug in class. Act. Can I hang with y'all? Can I roll with y'all? Can I be down with y'all? I want, um, but except, <laughs> except instead of saying that, he says, I want you to shank me. Yeah. And Miguel's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I, I see what you do. And I'm following you and I want to be your lieutenant. I want you to start your own gang because Morales is weak. You see that he's weak. He's running scared. And in my mind, I'm like, this inmate will be dead in three episodes or less. And then after that, then after that, the number went down considerably (laughs) because Miguel (laughs) is like, if you want to get in, I need you to kill Chico. They didn't give this nigga no backstory. He ain't got no name. The last person who ran up on Miguel about something was Fruit Basket, nigga. (laughs) Yeah, but this is what I don't understand. Morales said, hey, man, all debts are paid. We're done. Fucking Miguel has been through shit. Miguel should have been like, oh, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) I'm good. I finally am not about to die. Mm -hmm. Good. But maybe he wants to die. Maybe that's what that shit is. the The dude who was sitting down that said, blow me. This his character doesn't even have a fucking name. His name is Blow Me Guy. His 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 name is Latino Convict. That is his name in, that's listed <laughs> on IMDb. <laughs> like, yeah, his character doesn't even have a fucking name. But but click on it and see what else he's done in his career. Was he also black inmate? That would be growth. That would be spreading your wings. Or was this his only role? And after that, he became a director and a producer. Like everybody else, who only gets one role in every show I've ever seen. Nah, he's only been in a few things. Actually, he was a dancer in an uh, episode of Cosby. Speaking of speaking of, uh, <laughs> of random black people, the blacks look a little under understaffed to compete in this race war. <laughs> 
I see that's a lot of Arians. That's the reason why my man's. That's why my man's went to go try to make a deal later on. But what you find, what I found is that the niggas just come out of the woodworks. Yeah. Remember, remember. Yeah, we focus on like two or three black people, but there's still a seven foot two inch nigga who's walking around this place looking like an ice giant. It's like where where all of those um where all of those uh black people came from doing nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Like all all of a sudden there's a lot of black people around. Remember Um, when Tug got killed, there was like 20 niggas in there. Yep. There's numbers, they just quiet. Real what happened to Jackson Vahey? That's a good question. You would think that with Brass walking around with a cane, he would have saw Jackson at some point, but neither hide nor hair. And that's what I said. They didn't let that nigga back in the M City. Nope. Which means the McManus didn't keep his word. I'm sure he's in the M City somewhere. Somewhere. You know, the season is up. Or the, the, the regular basketball season was back on, so... Right after he won this tournament, he just ascended into heaven like fucking Pastor Dylan. Yeah. So Brass comes over and he talks to uh, Morales and he's like, hey, man, you know who stabbed me, bro? Dave Brass, the basketballer. You played with McManus against Vahue in those games. Pretty good for a white boy. Who cut my Achilles tendon? I don't know. Look, I don't care whose idea it was. All I want is the guy who actually did the deed. I wish I could help you out. You lying piece of shit. You're going to regret that you didn't. The more I listen to Brass talk, the more I realize that he might be a basketball player in real life because he can't act. You lying piece of shit. Who cut my Achilles tendon? You lying piece of shit. You're going to wish that you had. <laughs> and then later on when he's talking to um, when he's talking to McManus and they're talking about um, Pistol Pete and all that, it's also horrible. Like, it's awful. It's really bad. Yeah. And it's um, supposed to mean something. And then, like, and then like, the the way that it went, and he was talking about like Pistol Pete's love affair with basketball and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, "Stop fucking passing me the ball! Stop like, trying to get me to shoot the ball!" Exactly right after you you got ready to shoot the ball, and then you stopped yourself. Mm-hmm. So Rebido is still worried about his grandson, as he should be, and so he decides that you know he sees something on TV with. Well, let me go back. Uh, the mall is starting a petition to save uh, Miss Sally's world or whatever the fuck that show is called. Miss Sally's Playhouse. Miss Sally's titties. Um, and in order for him to save it, he's asking everybody else to help out. But they got cable now, even though they're still just watching Miss Sally. Make that make sense, please. Because when they did the the big HBO crossover episode, they were literally watching titties at two o'clock in the afternoon. They were watching G-String Divas. At two o'clock in the afternoon. Why the fuck would they care about Miss Sally's Playhouse, my nigga? Why are they still watching the news? I would have it on ESPN 
all the time back then. Back then, Sports Center was popping, and y'all gave us premium too. Come on now, fuck Miss Sally. So he's out there making up letters from dead people. Bricks wrote a letter, right? <laughs> Adabisi wrote a letter. <laughs> the only person who was alive who wrote a letter was Henry Stanton, like, and he didn't fuck? even know he wrote it. And who the fuck? is going to accept all of these letters in the same handwriting. I don't I don't know. I don't know. So Rebido's like, you know what? Cause uh the mole's like, hey, you want to write one? You could be the first one to write a real one. And he's like, you know, I'm still kind of worried about my grandson. And he's like, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. My bad. I was thinking about I was thinking about Miss Sally and Norma. My bad. So He's like, hey, they go back out and Miss Sally is on the news. Yeah. Reading, talking about the lottery numbers. Mm -hmm. Like what? And so she's like, the lottery is going to be. And this is so 1990s, 2000, 2002. She said it's going to be two two million dollars. Like, yo, I was like, yo, that doesn't sound very like why am i playing that it don't even a nigga don't even get out of bed right now for less than 30 when it comes to the powerball right i'm telling you this right fucking now if, if you want two million dollars you're gonna Rebidon fucking quit the show no not for two million dollars what no i'm saying if he wins the actual if he wins the lottery because god gave him the numbers i, I might quit. I might not quit the show but i'm gonna have a fucking fit <laughs> On the show, if God gave him the goddamn numbers, if God gave him the numbers, I'm going to quit. Hear me now, because I'm the one who runs this motherfucker. So if God gives him the numbers, we all quit, bitches. <laughs> Scar, don't 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 raise an eyebrow. Scar, just look the fuck down. Look down, Scar. Turn off your screen. Just turn off your I'm, video. I'm saying how this plays out is fantastic and bad at the same time fuck scar i don't want to quit i like what i do (laughs) so this nigga literally goes up the brass and he's like hey broski i will cut you in on the money he's like why are you talking like you're a criminal he's like if you get me a lot a lottery ticket i'll cut you in on the winnings and this reminded me of that movie uh the nick cage movie where he um where he wins, where he can't pay his tip. And so he tells the waitress, you know what, since I can't pay the tip, I'm going a, I'm to a tip you with half of this lottery ticket if I win. And when I was younger, this will never be on hindsight because really, but when I was younger, I was mad at Rosie Perez for being so evil to him about this whole thing. She was like, why the fuck would you promise that? As an adult, though, why the fuck would you promise half a lottery ticket because you can't tip $3? Why the fuck would you do that? And it's based on a true story. You dumb motherfucker. So anyway, I am not giving somebody like even $500,000 because I can't give you three bucks. You're going to get three bucks. I'm going to come back and be like, I won. Here's your $3. I gave you six. I'll probably give you more than three. I'll give you 10. It was a $15 check. It was like 1993. What do you want from me, people? You ain't getting 500000 though. I, I already tip it like 
25, 30% on average. So if I was rich, I probably would tip like. But but before you get rich, you're <laughs> promising somebody half your money. That's true. If you win the lottery. I didn't no, know. No, I don't, I don't know not. nobody. And, and you know what? I already know how Nisha will react. So I know how Brandy will react because they will both react the same way Rosie Perez did, which was, I will leave your ass and then <laughs> sue you for the money, which she did in that movie. Um, what, what was that movie called? It could happen to you. It, 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 something like that. Fucking Nick Cage and, and Rosie Perez and the white woman, Bridget Fonda. I think that was her too. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So anyways, after that, Brass goes into the uh, gym and uh, McManus is in there shooting around, you know, whatever. Breaking. Yeah, because he always bricks. And so the ball rolls across the Brass and Brass picks up the ball and he's about to take a shot. He literally picks up the ball and they sit and they talk. And I just want to play this for a second so I can make fun of some of this shit. Dave, how you doing? What's the deal with this guy, Bob Ribido? Uh, nothing. Why, is he giving you trouble? No. Uh, I just thought the guy might be psychotic. At dinner, he starts <laughs> telling me God speaks to him. Oh, yeah, he's had an ongoing tete-a-tete with the Almighty for some time now. Actually, he's relatively stable. First tete-a-tete. time I've touched one of these since uh, my Achilles got cut. That's a perfect fucking ball, man. Gummy, beat up. Give you mad handle. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, whoever wrote that. Fuck you, whoever let you practice that line. This ball's gummy, beat up, give you mad handle. If you ever try and convince me in your life that Dave Brass would have said mad handle, put an S on the end of that, first of all. Give you mad handle. would have said that. Who, Brass? No, Woody Harrelson would have said that. White man can't jump. But Woody Harrison was also a hustler. This dude looks like he played prep school. And no, when they talk about they, the no, greatest ball player because, of all time, they talk about Pistol Pete. No, because didn't he didn't he say he got kicked out of college for doing some wild shit? Yeah, but he got kicked out of like Nebraska. Uh, Iowa. Yeah, that people go to <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> yeah, no. What you're saying, what I'm saying is he is not from a place where they talk about mad handles. He got kicked out of Iowa. You got a misunderstanding of Iowa basketball, sir. Do we though back in the 90s? Like if he played college ball and then left and became a CO, we're talking about like 1993. Do we though? Yeah. Yeah, but like when when was this made? Like I'm I I look at people saying stuff like mad handles before or after Iverson. Right? <laughs> Iverson got drafted in 96. Uh so he can't say it right. But still, fuck and you they, with and, the whole and they, and the other lie, thing that pissed me like off. A motherfucker. They lie like a motherfucker on his profile. It says he's six feet tall. He is yeah, he's five tall. foot ten. Maybe. Uh, I've 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 stood near him. He is not six feet tall. <laughs> He's five foot ten, maybe. And this look, as a coach, I can tell you right now, if you went to an A, Brandon, you played AAU ball. Yeah, I played AAU. 
let me roll a regulation basketball out to you. The ones that cost $64 now. And then let me roll a old gummy ball out to you. Which one are you going to play with? Gummy and beat up. I'm sorry. Gummy means that it's like sticky. It's easy to handle. That's what he's trying to get at. I I I don't prefer. It, it, it depends. If we're if we're outside on a black top, I want the gummy. Yep. I want the gummy if we outside. If we inside on a on on a hard floor, hardwood floor, give me that regulation. Somebody popped up a picture on Facebook of that ball. I don't even know how it gets to this point, but it's always to that point where it's just like fuzz on the outside of the ball. Yeah, when all of the fucking uh when all of the leather has been worn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's black top ball. That's a black. That's a black top ball right there. Right. Where if somebody kicked that shit, it would bust. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'd always have that one kid who will show up and they'd have the ball with the bubble on the side because they always sat on the ball and shit. Yep. That's why I tell my kids don't be sitting on my fucking basketball. But anyway, uh, he's got he likes the gummy beat up basketball to give him mad handle. But then he gets mad. After handling the ball this time, and and McMahon's like, "Yo, you want to shoot around?" He's like, "Don't tell me to shoot." <laughs> I lost my Achilles, man. It hurts. It does. He limps everywhere, but he limped out onto the basketball court without his cane. That's the first thing. He picked up the ball. He looked like he wanted to shoot. McManus knows he loves basketball. McManus trying to be a good person. I can't believe I'm fucking doing this right now. No, McManus, right. is, McManus still feels guilty for what he, he feels hella guilty, but guilt does not assuage the fact that he sees it in his eyes that he misses basketball. And so he's just like, hey, this is a safe space. Do you want to shoot around me? And Brass is not ready to do that yet. Brass is ready for revenge. Yep. <sighs> also, Jockey Min is alive. <laughs> Didn't know that. Uh, and he's going back to Emerald City. And we find out in a in a recap that uh, Cyril punched that nigga so hard that he went into a coma. I had forgotten, honestly. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, the speech that he gave McManus was the speech that you know that the, the, the bad kid in the principal's office speech. Mm-hmm. Like, if you let me go back to class... <laughs> I promise not to ever do hood rat things with my friends again. I've learned my lesson. You ever have that uh, moment where your parents are about to whoop your ass and you see your life flash before your eyes? (laughs) (laughs) And then they just forget. So you're like, I'm going to be good. And McManus was like, I feel you, dog. I'm going to let you back into Emerald City. And then after that, right? First of all, before that happened, he was like, I want you to go to a meeting with uh, Ryan and Cyril uh, O'Reilly and Sister Pete. And he's like, Cyril's like, I'm sorry I punched you. But you were you were attacking Ryan and I didn't like that. So that's why I punched you. And it flashed in my eyes. I realized at this moment that only Cyril is allowed to beat up Ryan. <laughs> Cyril is beating up Ryan like twice now. Yep. 
It's an abusive relationship. Yeah, sir. Every time Ryan gets out of pocket after after Cyril started boxing, every time Ryan gets out of pocket, Cyril's just like, "I'll fuck you the fuck up." Oh my lord! <laughs> oh, but just, just wait. That gets that gets worse. And so, um, Cyril and Jia hug. That's his name, Ja. That's what I'm gonna call him now, Ja Kim Min. They hug and it's all good. And, and Ryan is standing out to the side, like, what the fuck? He doesn't trust it. Um, and then they go to uh Lee Chen, who was arrested on January 14, 2002, on four counts of attempted what murder. Was, what the fuck? Wait, hold up, 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 hold up. He was sentenced to 32 years of a parole in 20. Did anybody else think this shit? was just like apart from fucking Saints Row. This yes. nigga pulled up to the drive-thru in a purple car, gets to the window, music is blaring, like it's in the world playing. He hops out the car because he sees somebody else. He pulls out the gun. The music is still playing. They show this nigga in first-person shooter mode. <laughs> right? How did none of those people die, not die? How did he get four counts of attempted murder when there was only two people? No, no, it was more than two people. He it shot was, the guy was, and the girl, didn't he? No, no. he started shooting random no. people. He started shooting <laughs> randomly, like someone in a car got hit. Like all, like it was actually <laughs> he was he was just wild Saints Row with it. He was just he just started capping. Bounce like my checks did back and in the day. That's none, none of them. them. But remember, none of the people that burst shot died either. I guess I guess they got bad. I guess they're not that good of a criminals. No. So uh Ja is gonna have Lee go after Ryan and Cyril now. Uh, and they both join his mom's class. And Cyril likes Ryan's mom. And in a part that was supposed to be touching, he offers to trade his boxing gloves for her. But then he also called his boxing gloves his most prized possession, which means that he thinks that Ryan's mom is a possession, and that's not as touching. No, that's not what he was saying. He was. I know saying, it's not. It's just it's it's something that didn't age well over time. I'm I'm just pointing it out. I realized what he was saying. He there, you know, they're trying to say that he's trying to think of a way to tell Ryan how much he sees that his mom means to him. So then they could segue right into finding out that uh, Ja and Lee have a class with Ryan's mom, and then uh, Ryan can tell Ja, "Yo, you need to." Uh, chill the fuck up, chill the fuck out about my mom. Because if you mess with her, you going back into a coma and you won't wake up from this one. And Jai's like, I'm not going to do anything to her. But Lee, he's a sick ass fuck, dog. Like, and they like, never even say and why I don't he even, all them people. And I don't, even know, people. I don't even know if he even cares about any of this shit. But the way he was looking out the window, like, yeah, I'm going to murder some niggas. Like, I'm going <laughs> to fuck your mama up. And also, I'm like, yo, I realize that you're mad at them, but weren't you sworn? Weren't you, like, pledged and sworn to go and kill Morales? Like, what happened to that part? Exactly. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You he told Burr told him somehow somehow the one Asian guy got in with all the black folks and was told go kill him. Yeah, it, that was his goal He's because reformed. he made a pledge to his he made a pledge to his people, dog. Mm-hmm. He made a pledge to everybody. You owe Pook. 
<laughs> so, um, oh shit. After that, Vern gets out the hole, and when they come to take him out the hole, he's literally in a Superman stance. Took it long enough. Yeah, that dude, that dude for to be an old dude, especially he's hubbed. He is he that dude is fucking ripped. Like in, in like in real life right now, it's like oh mm-hmm. um, that that movie that he just played in with the the, the Amazon movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had they they was like, dog, you need to wear sweaters every every time we have you on screen. Like he had they had <laughs> they had him in a tank top one time. It's like, no, dog, we need you to wear sweaters. You make you mean that uh the time travel movie? Yeah, we making the you make you making the Marvel actor look bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, he wants a meeting with the entire brotherhood about Chucky Pancamo, Pancamo and uh, Burr saw that as an opportunity to join force with the Latinos since the Aryan Sicilians are about to go to war. So he tells Poet to set up a meet between Morales and Redding. Uh, yeah. So they sit down and I mean, the thing about Burr He's old and he's allowed to use that as like a cop out for a lot of shit that he does. The older I get, the more I realize that my appetites are merely habits. I don't crave power anymore. I just want it because I always had it. When I first arrived here at Emerald City, you made me a very generous offer to share the drug trade. But I ain't used to partners, so I said no. Ever since then, we've been rattling sabers at each other with neither one of us gaining very much ground. I'm beginning to think you don't know how to die. Oh, Christ, what's this now? I'm going to shut him down. Oh, no, wait. Signaling your men to get ready, but let's wait. I'm missing the point here. Months ago, we agreed to a truce. He signal shit. Only thing is, neither one of us meant the oath that we swore. I say we make the lie a reality. I say we work together. <clears throat> Peace. And they do a two-hand handshake. And it's all over, except for the fact that Peter and, and, and some of the other Italians see this thing going down. And one of the Italians say, you know what? We need to go tell Chucky what's going on. Because Chucky's still in the hospital after getting stabbed up by uh, Vern. And, then and, Peter, Peter, and Peter's like, nah, man. Nah. Okay. Peter's like, you know what? Chucky's the reason why I got sexually assaulted by uh, Adebisi in the first place. He was supposed to be watching my back and he failed. My daddy was the head of operations in Emerald City, which means I'm the head of operations. So I'm going to take care of this on my own. I'm going to slaughter all them Nazi motherfuckers. And I was like, that's not a good idea, sir. Yeah, and here's the thing. Every step of the way for what happens to him for the rest of this fucking episode, somebody was like, nah, let's go through Chucky. Mm-hmm. Every step of the way, he's like, nope, I'm going to do this myself. And then every time, someone was just like, ain't you the nigga that got fucked? And like, and every, and every, sing- every single time, someone reminds him he got fucked. He even said it himself for the first time. He said it himself. Man, he the reason I got fucked. So like, Right. Let's just let's call it what sexually it is. assaulted. Se- sexually assaulted. He's the reason I got sexually assaulted. And then a- a- every other 
every other situation he's in, it's just like, aren't you the dude who got sexually assaulted? And he says, yeah, but I got a secret weapon. I got Saeed. And this nigga pulls up at the Muslim meeting. <laughs> Minister Saeed. Excuse me. That's it. Come right to the point. Please don't. Me and you, we have mutual interests, common enemies. Schillinger. I want him dented and you want him dented, and I'm hoping we can work something out. You were raped by Adabisi. Yeah, well, I'm asking, uh... I'm answering. You look like you may have resolved the rape in your own head. It doesn't change the facts. Here in ours, you will always be known as one of Adabisi's bitches. No matter what you do, you cannot change that. Yeah. I can. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Adabisi lives, dog! Good Yo, luck. Went- he went straight there, and then the moment that shit was over, the his guy stopped him at the door and was he like, right yo, though? Yo, dog, we need to go to Chucky with this shit. And he was like, Man, fuck y'all then. I'll I'll take care of this shit myself. Every step of the way, they tried to stop him. It was like, yo, Chucky in charge. We need to go through Chucky. No, I'm gonna deal with this shit myself. Why, nigga? Like, what is wrong with you? Like I, I get it. Step you take it from from the very beginning. From from the very beginning, uh, he's had a he's had this complex about him. Even you know because remember that conversation with the warden and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff where he was just like, "You ain't come talk to me." It was like, "Nigga, should I?" <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? um, like you know, what I mean, like he he's he wants to be the man so bad that he is blind to the fact that yo that shit's not happening for you, dog. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is he goes i mean this episode he goes full star screen full star screen i would posit he goes full star lord everybody um, tells him we have a plan nigga you should stick to the plan stick to the script my nigga like chucky has a plan and they're getting the glove off thanos's arm and then he goes star lord and he's like i'm gonna murder all these Aryan motherfuckers and he goes into, so the pool table gets broken. So uh, Schillinger and Robeson go to get the pool table signed for whatever. The person who works in the woodworking area is also an Aryan. And they're all shaking hands in a Nazi style and talking about the pool table and shit and just shooting the shit. You know, nothing big. And then one of them turns around and sees little Peter coming in. Schillinger's been around since Peter's dad was there. I just want to remind y'all of that. Schillinger's been around for a long time, and he's the head of the fucking Nazis. Like, he's no punk. He's no joke. Robeson is his right motherfucking hand. He's no joke. He's no punk. Peter just got out of the psych ward. I don't know if he was doing push-ups or whatever he was doing in there, but he had it in his mind that he was going to go three-on-one. And so he walked in there, and he was like, you need to stop helping them because I got a lunch to fix because, you know, he runs the, the, the cafeteria again in Chucky's absence. And Chucky told him, dude, you are not in charge. Yep. Chucky told him you are not in charge. Every, Do not start thinking you're in charge. Every step of the way, someone tried to stop him. Every little just, step I take. Every time he would not fucking listen, which is the, this is he. And so this. I hate to say he deserved this shit, but like he he campaigned for this shit and he got elected. 
So, so, <laughs> so he walks into this secluded ass area, which is never a good idea. He walks into the secluded ass area all alone, which is the worst idea. He walks to the secluded ass area all alone with three Nazis looking at him and the three Nazis to supply this back to a to to reflect this back to another movie. Their eyes, when they turn and look at him, are literally like velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Yes. And he comes in talking shit. And Schillinger's like, yo, I'm just I'm not going to talk to this little Italian. He says the slur for Italian. It used to be a dance move, which is probably also a slur, which is why I don't do the dance move. And I was really fucking good at it. <clears throat> um, and also, so people call what he, these days. Yeah. And so he gets told that, and I had to tell Nisha, I was like, no, that wasn't like, you shouldn't be saying that because, you know, even though that's wet ass pussy, that's still. And <laughs> so anyways, um, damn, I was thinking about my wife. You know what? Forget it. I'm gonna have to redact shit. So anyways, I would advise Peter against walking into this place too, but I'm not locked up. And I guess Peter had a plan and Peter's plan was to shank Schillinger, except for the fact that somebody's literally talking to Schillinger. Like Schillinger is facing this Aryan dude behind the counter and the Aryan is facing Schillinger and looking right at Peter. And so Peter starts winding up slowly with this fucking shank and the guy behind the counter is like, Vern, look out. (laughs) And Vern literally matrix his way out the way. This dude's arm goes over the side of the counter. They grab his arm, hold him down, get the shank out the way. They take him over to the newly finished pool table. And Vern is like, you know what? I've always wondered if Adebisi's dick was bigger than mine. And he has lube right next to him. No, what was that? You know, what was that? It was, like some it was like that some grease. It was like that was some grease. They had to grease he, up the. He, oh, he was in the shop. He oh. was in the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the shop where they worked on shit. So that was just a vat of grease. You, you, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Everything he did in this place, this was the wrong place to do this shit. In right. all ways. Oh. And so he was like, I'm going to find out if my dick's bigger than Adebisi's. And he sexually assaults Peter again. And Peter's right back in the psych ward. That was two episodes. Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah, that that, that was just dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. I feel like he. <laughs> I feel like Peter was late getting to a fucking recording or something, and and pulled a method man. They were just like, get him out the paint. And and the whole thing you said, you mentioned the Matrix. You know the the Matrix is going to come into play very soon. Oh shit. Not not in not in the way that you're thinking of. Thank um, God. There's an ep- there's an episode where uh, Augustus is not the narrator because he was filming The Matrix. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. The monster blood changed direction, still bouncing and quivering and leaving white stains on the grass like enormous round footsteps. Joe, stop reading it. This is too scary for me. You're right. It is too scary. If only we could talk about goosebumps in a way that isn't scary. Well, guess what, nerds? There might be a podcast like that called Geese Bumps. Geese Bumps? Did you mean Goosebumps? 
Maybe. Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein, hosted by me, Danielle, PhD. And me, Jojo, PhD. And me, Jeff, regular person. Featuring goofs, funny voices, and the occasional critical thought. Geesebumps! Available on Podbean and everywhere else podcasts can be found. Obsessed with UFOs and extraterrestrials? Convinced there's a chupacabra in your backyard? Is your doppelganger ruining your life? Do you love all things haunting related? If you answered yes to any, or none of these, then these are the mostly sensical, slightly drunken ramblings for you? Question mark? I'm Emily. And I'm Joel. And we're the hosts of Drink Drunk Dead. Join us, our two cats, Emma and Otto, and our house ghost, every week as we have a few drinks, discuss all things paranormal, and, and raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts. ghosts. Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Jane. And we have a brand new podcast called Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, where we talk about witches of the entertainment world. From the horror movies Warlock, Suspiria, The Witch, and The Blair Witch Project, to the more comedic or whimsical such as Harry Potter, Hocus Pocus, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and The Blair Witch Project. No movie, TV show, or book is off limits. All witches, man witches, sorry warlocks, we're not calling you that, witches brews, witches of history, familiars, and witch-like activity will be discussed as we laugh and have fun talking about the wonderful world of witches. So join us every other week for some fun witchy talk. All witches welcome. Hey folks, I'm NJ, the host of A Crime Most Queer. Join me every Thursday when I unpack true crime affecting the South African LGBTQ community. Each week, I take an in-depth look at some well-known and not-so-well-known cases, where we will explore the people involved, the circumstances that led up to the crime being committed, the police investigation, and the eventual trial, if there was one. I also look at some of the conspiracy theories that sprang up around the case and try to figure out if they actually hold water. A crime most queer is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> so that's from Penders, who shows up. That's my new soundbite, by the way. He shows up and talks to Flora, and he's like, you look good. You're the first good-looking woman I've seen this whole place. You're the first real woman I've seen this whole facility. And Flora is like, real woman, huh? And he's like, yeah, these female hacks ain't like you, though. You know, you smell like you look good. Nothing like you. And so uh, Leo invites Penders in and he's like, Penders, what do you want? And he's like, I saved your life. And he told Floria, too, I saved his life. I snatched the shank out of out of Hugh's hands and I just. Yeah. And so he tells Leo, hey, Leo, you know, I want to stay out of solitary. And I think the best way to do that is to stay away from the other inmates. So if I'm working here with you and Leo's like, fuck that. Every time I look at you, I see my baby. Right. Every time I look at you and every time it. Every time he closes his eyes. White people who are listening, remember, give us donations as reparations. Also, um, I don't know if y'all have ever had the experience. Brandon, I don't even know if you've had the experience because you lived a semi-charm type of life as a child. <laughs> the experience is when your parent looks at you and says, every time I think about this, 
I'm gonna whoop your ass again. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Which is what Leo, I'm not laughing at that because that's a scary ass thing to hear. Like every time I think about this, I'm gonna whoop your ass again. And then later on down the line, you get a whoop and they're like, that's for something you thought you got away with. But um Leo's like, every time I look at you, I see that you killed Hughes. Even though you killed Hughes to save my life. I see that you no, killed that's, Hughes. That's not what he said. He said it reminds me of, of Hughes. The death of Hughes. He didn't say he killed Hughes. Uh, but he killed Hughes. So if he every time he looks at him, he thinks about the death of Hughes. Who caused the death of Hughes? I guess that's true. And so he's like, he told him straight out, you would want to not be in my face. If you see me run and hide, you would literally not want to be around me. Which is like, golly, I saved your life, bro. And this how you do me? Like, I honestly understood where he was coming from when he was like, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I understood that shit. Like, By the way, I, on that clip, he sounds black. He like, does, right? Yes, he does. And that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. Bye. That's not right. He sounds enough. He has said mad handles. I would have been like, yeah, he got that. He got that. He sounds like, hold on, I can almost. And that's not right. That's not right. Bye. That's not right. There's a, a rapper, an artist who sounds like him. And now I'm just going blank. As soon as I want to think of it, my brain goes to lunch. But, dude, I saved your life. And what you tell me is thanks is I better run and hide. <laughs> if I see you coming, I better go the opposite direction. Oh, quit standing for that, dude. He's dead. The governor, after this, successfully got a new law passed, which limits death row inmates' choice of the death to lethal injection or the electric chair. It's too late. Giles got what he wanted. You ain't never gonna get this shit over on me again. But Giles got what he wanted. I mean, and honestly, let's think of all the ways niggas have died thus far. Somebody got shot up in a firing squad. Another nigga got hung. (laughs) There was the electric chair, and then there was lethal injection. Actually, the electric chair didn't even fucking work. That's Reba, though. That the remember that that's Reba though that shit didn't even work so unless they say okay we need to make up for this shit yeah I'm just saying remember that it's gonna it's gonna come back finally so Keller comes back to Oz and talks to Leo and to the FBI and it turns out a witness has come forward in his case um and at this point in time I started fading out and I remember I remember thinking to myself little kids on TV shows get paid to do absolutely nothing. Yes, that's true. Beecher's daughter just plays with toys and she probably got like at least $10,000 per episode. When he tells her bye and give daddy a kiss, she doesn't even say shit then. And then he tells his lawyer to give daddy a kiss. And I was like, oh, this is going to turn out bad. And a few seconds later, Sister Pete is like, I'm going to get Beecher's lawyer to find you a lawyer. And now all of a sudden we got a lawyer triangle here. Right. And also, also. Because we, the, whole, the whole thing about Beecher kissing her. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Super tonguing her down in front of you. you, you uh, 
90s kisses, two, early 2000s kisses, where you think niggas want to see the tongue and shit, you knew something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So is she going to not do a good job because it's Beecher, some boyfriend? And I don't know. It's going to turn into a thing. I already know. Also, uh, Leo won't let Keller and Beecher get together. Because, you know, Beecher didn't do anything, but Keller is accused of murdering three people in sex crimes. And, and, so Leo uh, has morals now. No, but it's, but it's also a situation of what, what other... Um, what other inmate can request visitation from someone who's in protective custody, solitary, whatever the fuck? I mean, that oh, is Riley and Cyril. Also, that, ooh, there's the precedence right there because they did. They put Cyril in PC and they had O'Reilly. O'Reilly was able to walk over and see him all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You got it. There's the precedence right there. That's a good one, Brandon. That's a good one. Dude, he's right. And that's not right. That's not right. Bye. That's not right. I love how you can also hear that nigga say bye. <laughs> and that's not right. That's not right. Bye. That's not right. Uh, you come at me about Hughes. You come in my face talking about Hughes. Plus, you can't get too close to Florian. That's my girl. Ropes and runs up. Why has he not closed that deal yet? I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't make any sense to me either. If the first time she saw me drunk and then asked me if I wanted to go out to dinner, I would have gone to dinner. Me and my wife are separated. It just so happens that he's so in love with Hughes that he was like, I'm going to his mama's house to sit there and cry and listen to old music. And my wife's going to be there. He didn't like again. He didn't say my wife is going to be there. I'm going to go over there with her. He was like, my wife just going to happen to be there. Yeah, he was he was gonna try to he was gonna try to nelly that situation. That nigga was literally he's literally riding home listening to endless love, thinking about him and Clayton Hughes' mama. Your eyes, your eyes. <laughs> <sighs> so Saeed is in the gym and ropes and runs up on him and literally starts to copy him in like the most childish way possible. Yes. What do you want, Robeson? What do you want, Robeson? Like, really? But for the first time ever, they're the CEO in the gym. Progress, niggas. Exactly. After like six years, there's finally somebody who was like, we should probably put a CEO in there. You know, there's a lot of weapons. Yeah. Those weights hurt. Somebody got murdered with a weight. Did y'all see that? Like, like, like Jim Burns got murdered with the weight. Somebody should literally be in there in the weight section. If dude, the dude, um, what you call it killed? He he bashed the dude's head in with a fucking weight. This is twice. Somebody got nailed to a cross on the floor in the basketball court. Can we get somebody? Can we allocate budget? <laughs> they hung somebody in that bitch. <laughs> Can we allocate budget? Oh, my God. Tug got docked in that motherfucker. Can we allocate budget? Exactly. So, um, Saeed, however, ruins his prayer beads and uh, his anger. He rips them off and they fall to the ground. And the mod who is like, they all look like. <gasps> I thought I, I honestly, not my religion, but I honestly, I was like, is he gonna get in trouble for the prayer beads? Oh. Or were they like, <gasps> right? It was like, you know the way it happened. I was like, oh my god! I was like, it. Oh, 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 oh. All he did was break his little rosary. He'll be. Oh, right. he broke his prayer beads. I was that's like, that's not right. That's not right. You're, That's yeah. not right. Oh, oh. Oh, and then 
You're gonna fuck you, Dad. Oh, yourself enough with this damn clip. What? What? I would never overplay it like "fuck you, Dad." You're currently Bet looking you for "fuck you, Dad." <laughs> oh, it's true. For- it's damn true. I was looking for it. I can't even lie. <laughs> okay, honestly, let's clear the you air. Got Kurt Angle out of there. Martin Montgomery. <laughs> yes, son. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I did somebody somebody on Twitter said that you should make that a clip. Yeah, he did. That was that was Joe. What's up, my dude? Um, but so Saeed rips the prayer beads and storms out, and Ahmad is like, he's not ready. He shouldn't be leading us. And I'm like, didn't we do this shit in season one? We did this. Y'all tried to go without him. Your man's is weak sauce. So he went back to the man that could actually get some control of this shit. And that's why Arif was like, nope. <laughs> Arif was like, nah, because nah. the next, next thing y'all going to be saying is maybe I need to be in charge, and I'm going to tell y'all right now. That nigga, that nigga, that nigga, that nigga just looked at him was like, (laughs) (laughs) man, nigga, no, Ahmad, if you don't sit your young ass down and learn something, (laughs) 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 you you want the muscles back, old man? No. (laughs) Hey, man, somebody else should. Don't speak. <laughs> I know making, what you're thinking. <laughs> our ad libs are making this episode a lot better than it actually So was. please stop explaining. <laughs> Don't tell me because it hurts. That has got to be the worst thing ever if you're the guy who that song was about and you're in the band still. No, she made a goddamn song called yes, Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> This nigga got to play this song. This was a hit. And now this nigga got to play his breakup song every fucking night on tour. <sighs> kind of always knew I'd end up your ex-girlfriend. Wait, who's this for? Who? What? Who wrote this? Carl, did you write this? Did you write ex-girlfriend? Bob, did you write ex-girlfriend? Oh, Gwen. Gwen wrote this one too. She wrote Don't Speak. Y'all, don't we get a vote on this? Exactly. <laughs> she's like, it's my microphone stand, and I'm taking it. <laughs> and he's like, somebody else needs to be the leader. And they're like, no. <laughs> as long as we're all okay, you know, we're not, fuck you, bro. Um, <laughs> he, he, he definitely ripped some prayer beads over that shit, dog. <laughs> it's not ending. What the fuck? Why are we practicing this so much? We all know the song. Why are we playing it every single day of practice? I just want to make sure it's perfect. That's all. What's wrong with you? The people want to hear it, dog. We need to make sure that the song is tight. No, the <laughs> fuck we don't. <laughs> no, the fuck we don't. Can she do this shit acapella? Why the fuck do I have to play guitar to this shit every fucking time? And a one. And a two. <laughs> okay. We, like, we, need a, we, need a, we need a reference track. I don't, I don't feel like I need to play this every fucking night, dog. Like, this is some bullshit. This is you, some Frobber Knuckle bullshit. Like, you've <laughs> wanted your guitar solo, haven't you? You can do a guitar solo. And the fucking, the guitar solo in that song is so like, he wasn't even trying. He was, he looked so mad in the video. 
that little but, skip, but, that little skip in in the guitar solo, it sounded like he was sucking his teeth. Like do 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 do. Real talk, real talk. Every single time it's a song about him, that nigga gets a guitar solo because on ex girlfriend he gets a guitar solo. That's, and that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> oh my that's, god! That's Gwen saying bye in the middle of that shit. Bye. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh god! I, I love having this conversation because that has, that has to be the worst fucking feeling ever. And then she gets she gets famous and she gets all glammed up and shit like that. Be out there looking good in front of everybody. And you're like. I used to hit that dog. <laughs> hey, and then she's like, you know what? Blake and I have talked about it, and we're going to go on tour again. <laughs> Blake and I are going to sing this as a duet. You still going to play your solo now? <laughs> Can we skip the part where you sounds like you're sucking your teeth? No, even better. Even better. <clears throat> Can you teach Blake how to play your part? <laughs> There's a song where he's where she says, I always thought uh always no, I always thought I'd be a good mom. Sometimes I wish for a mistake. The longer that I wait, the more selfish that I get. You seem like you'd be a good dad. And that was the point where the music fucking stopped. Because <laughs> he was like, who wrote this shit? <laughs> I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Uh, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. So the last song is "Selfish Type of Life." Oh my God, I love "No Doubt." Um, yeah, but- one of one of No Doubt's biggest hits is a call a song called "Don't Speak," which is a breakup song. It was a song about a breakup between two of the band members. The other person is still in the band. <laughs> I mean, we talk about Fleetwood Mac and how petty their shit got, but. I just need a, a a behind the music on on no doubt. I think it would be fucking incredible. So what, anyway, what you're gonna get is I don't want to talk about this from him. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Saeed, Beecher, and Vern, you know, they still have their get togethers, have their meetings, um, and so they are in a room with Sister Pete and Beecher finds out that Saeed did crack and heroin. I just want to play this because Schillinger got the line. He won this battle. Use drugs? No, ma'am. Not so much as a marijuana (laughs) cigarette has ever touched my lips. (laughs) Heroin. Crack cocaine. Cream. What? You thought my journey to Allah was easy? No, it's just that... When I was using, you never said... That is uh, a period of my life of which I am not very proud of. Mm. Unlike now. I'm not proud of that part of my life. Well, what about now? You're fucking in jail. I don't think you really made the life progression that you want to sound inspirational about. Exactly. When you burn that place down, were you high? I just want to say at that point in time, you were written books. I don't think he was doing drugs anymore when he burned that motherfucker down. (sighs) Saeed tells Omar that he can't talk to Poet anymore. He tells him to go clean his room and that he should remember that with one word from Saeed, he goes back to solitary. 
Poet tells him, nigga, don't even trip. Because Saeed tried that shit with me, dog. And what I did was I got high. And then I paid my nigga Billy Plana <laughs> to go and piss for me. And Omar's like, you right. And Saeed literally catches them in the middle of a drug exchange. And he tells Poet, forget that Omar even exists. Yo, look, Saeed takes the drugs, throws them on the floor and steps on it. Omar tries to go get his money back because now he got no drugs. <laughs> he got all my money. Actually, what is this character supposed to be? I'm very confused. Who, Omar? Yeah. No one fucking knows. Omar is a loop between anger and remorse because he literally goes to Brian's mom and is learning how to sing or whatever. And he's like, you kind of sexy for an old lady. And she's like, sing this, the song, Jesus loves me. And she's like, you tried. And he's like, I told you, I ain't going to sing you lying. Motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then sorry, the I'm motherfucker sorry. in a, in a future episode, this motherfucker is in, is singing in a fucking closet, singing opera. I like, thought that, and, and you know, when they had this part where he was singing, I was like, okay, they finally realized that he was on the five heartbeats and he can fucking sing. Nope. Well, he didn't do his own singing in the five heartbeats. Oh, well, that was there we a, go. that was the that was the actual dude from the Dells, which the five heartbeats is based on. Mostly, okay. Well, um, you know. that he did he did all of the singing for Eddie King. Okay. Well, there you go. I thought that you know the faces he was making. I thought he could actually sing. Turns out he just looked like that. But um, the next thing that happened is that Pastor Dylan is gargling his ass off in bed. And Dr. Nathan is standing there holding his hand. And she's like, I well, wish you could this? talk. And she kisses the palm of his hand. What was that? I don't know. Just weirdness. Like the, the writing staff, bro. Like, like what- seriously, because kissing, if I kiss the palm of my wife's hand, <laughs> that's that's oh. intimate. I mean, when I be massaging their feet, I don't be tickling or nothing. That's That's some intimate shit right there. What you think differently? You ever you ever kiss somebody's hand? Yeah, I kiss somebody's hand. You ever kiss the inside of a guy's hand? Fuck you, dude. See, that's 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 pulp fiction. Also, kind of homophobic, I guess. Or, you know, homophobic panic. I don't know. Gotta really think about that one. So anyway, um I Timmy if I've Cur- ever kissed the inside of someone's hand. The, like, like maybe 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 my maybe my daughter when she fell and she you know fell and caught herself with her got the boo boo but you know yeah. what you do when they fall you don't look yeah you, you yeah. learn that as a parent you just you don't look you just like hey look over there and when you're not looking at them they just get up and just walk it off like literally yeah. a plane could fall on top of them you'd be like don't look and they just like yeah I learned that later it 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 is something that you with the first child it takes you a while. But when you have that next one, and I know, I know, but when you have that next one, you're like, or all of a sudden, every child that you have, nephew, niece, son, daughter, get treated just a little bit more unloved. (laughs) That first one gets everything. The ninth one is just like, nigga, get your own water. Ninth one, what the fuck are we? Um, man, you know, grandparents, our grandparents would have like 16 grandchildren, and yeah, 
combined because grandpa will have another family like two houses down and shit. I'm still mad because I'm like, yo, now you got McDonald's money? This is a bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, my mom keeps cheddar and caramel mixed popcorn on stock for my son. Like, ooh, ooh. So, Brandon. I know Brandon's like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Brandon, I need you to turn off, turn, turn on your video so I can look at you when I tell you this. This is important to me. I can't turn it on right now. Fine. Get top piece. That's why we used to turn off our video back in the day. <laughs> we turn off video because the wives were like, right now. And I was like, okay, you know, I ain't going to argue. They'd be like, Derek's quiet for a long time. It'll be like Roman Reigns stepping outside the ring in a triple threat. I've been there too. I got Jay talking one time and I got it here. Mm-hmm. And then it's he- like when I when I went to turn the podcast back on, I dropped the fucking call on Skype. <laughs> I to call everybody back. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I won't think it. <laughs> I just I just got empty. That's what happens when your eyes cross. So Kid Awesome had a tournament this past weekend. They played four games. It was for his high school team. They lost all four games. It happens. Their team is growing and learning the first game they lost 35 to 20 Devin had 17 points five rebounds the assist for the other point two steals and a block the second game they lost 34 to 32 he had 25 points the next game he had 17 more points in three blocks and the last game I don't even remember I got to go back and watch the video I was I was asking Nisha, I was like, do you think he realizes he's the star of the team? <laughs> like he didn't sit down for the entire for the entire tournament. He sat down for like four minutes. And I was like, I don't want to tell him that he's that dude, but it's gonna start to people are gonna be like, Devin, he's just gonna notice people talking to him in school that he didn't know before as soon as they play at home for like a few games. Right. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna re- report back to y'all about how his attitude changes as he realizes that people think he's the shit yeah, at the school. Home, he gonna come home from school one day. His collar gonna be up for no fucking reason at With all. With sunglasses on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta wear shades. Um, <laughs> I just want to keep pointing out that these side conversations are much better than the conversations about the episode. Uh, all of a sudden, it's going to be like, <clears throat> Dad, can you drop me off around the corner? <laughs> Where the fuck did the voice come from? I've been practicing it for a week. <laughs> Second chance. <laughs> so he went to my practice for my ladies team and went out there and played with the varsity girls and was shooting threes on the other end of the court or whatever, doing what he does. And then when we're waiting for all the girls to get picked up after practice, I'm like, you know what? You may as well get a driving lesson. The the parking lot is empty so he hops in the car and starts driving around the parking lot while i'm waiting for these girls to get picked up and one of the girls is like mm, what grade is he in i was like oh yeah that's my that's my youngest son she was like mm, what grade is he in i was like he's a freshman she was like he's a freshman i was like oh shit i can't even take him to my games now like yep. y- your swagger is extending outward so swagnificent right brandon you know what it was like he played AAU ball. Like. like Brandon know what it's like to be the man on campus. Last time I checked, he was a man in these streets. So, so, so I'm I'm Derek. This is my son, Swagnificent. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm Devin's dad. <laughs> right. 
Oh. Um, so after that, Timmy Kirk tells one of his disciples to deliver mail to the medical ward. And while he's there, you know, just suffocate Pastor Dylan. Just in passing, if he, you know, because burn victims tend to suffocate is what Timmy told him. And I was like, you are the worst pastor. Like ever. He's and definitely the worst. Hmm? He's definitely the worst. I mean, and his his disciples be like listening to him, though, because he went to do it. And Dr. Nathan saved uh, Dylan. And I was like, OK, is this going to turn out like a love thing where Ryan ends up killing Dylan later on or something? But um, after that, Jazz Hoyt gets out of uh, solitary and he tells Timmy about Dylan. Um, and it was interesting to see that he's just sincere about this shit. Um, he literally tells him, you know, I, 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 I saw him. And he was like, you tripping? He was like, no, I seen him in real life. There's Gunner in solitary. And Kluge? Alive. Shit. Jazz. I saw him. Saw who? Kluge in the hole. All of a sudden, he appears. Look at Alfie. You were dreaming. I saw him. That's crazy. I saw him just like Jim Burns saw him. Jim Burns is dead. You killed him. We killed him. Okay, look. Relax, all right? Fuck you. Relax. Fuck you, relax. And then he goes back to his cell, and he has another fucking dream about... uh... So is he dreaming, or is he actually seeing him? Or is... Look, if we say... If Project, we say it's projecting like Professor X into his fucking dream. And that's the thing, because he literally saw the future. He saw the guard coming to tell him to put the cigarette out. And Dylan was in his room talking about, if you want me to get out of your head, you're going to have to go ahead and kill Timmy. And then the fucking guard showed up and says the same thing about the cigarette. So he's projecting. I, I, I just want to point out, if y'all say that him him projecting is bullshit, then that means they, that Adebisi did not see that on the computer. No, I'm not saying it's bullshit. I'm saying this whole thing has been leading up to bullshit. This is what happens when y'all don't check motherfuckers who do bullshit things on their shows. Yeah. If you had checked them back when fucking Augustus showed up on Adebisi's screen, we wouldn't be here. But now we got this dude who can't who can only talk like this. Who's literally projecting himself into people's dreams around the fucking prison. And so Hoyt goes back and he stabs Timmy the fuck it up. And then as he's saying, Jesus Christ, oh, Jesus. The guy who supposedly can't move sits up stock straight. And disappears. Yep. I told you the shit was gonna get dumber. I what I say? What I say? The nurse. Now, if they come back and say, "Oh, someone moved him, or someone got to him." Fine. Mm. But is he supposed to be magical? No. I mean, he's been magical too. thus far. Hey, he ain't magical enough to not get caught, nigga. If you had these supernatural powers outside of prison, how the fuck you get caught? 
If you could have done this shit out there, you wouldn't have had to hustle. You wouldn't have had to do fraud. You could have just done all this shit on the streets and been a fucking antichrist. To him, it wasn't fraud. That was his money. They gave the money to him. <laughs> if there wasn't a fraud to him, that was my money. They gave, they donated his money. It's mine. Oh my God. Let's talk about fraud. So they go in because Tim, uh, uh, Father Ray tells Timmy, you know, Dylan's like two days away from being just fine. We've seen how this shit works out with a uh, poet and say, man, he's going to be just fine in like a week. One more episode and he's back to normal. He going to tell on you. And Timmy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Hoyt runs in and runs right past Ray and stabs him the fuck up with a fucking cross. He stabbed him with the cross, my nigga. Like, that, that awesome. is... That is resourcefulness. <laughs> like you run in there and you're ready because Dylan has told you to kill somebody. You run in there. You're like, who, 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 you? And he just grabs the cross and just, <laughs> he threw this fucking this Ray is, off the stage. Like it was is, the Royal Rumble. This is Luke Perry's last episode of Oz. I just want to put that out there. No. What? Fuck you. No. 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 What? No. 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 I think that's a mistake. Has to be. I, what, I, what I say. I said this shit was going to get dumber. I said, hold on. Before you start, like when he first started appearing and shit, and when he said he survived, when y'all said he survived, I was like, no, he didn't really. Um, I told y'all, niggas. I told y'all, this is his last episode of Oz. He is not in another episode of Oz. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that either he ascended to heaven or he disappeared and escaped or he really died in the wall and everybody just being seeing a figment of him. I'm saying he ascended. That's what that's what the story seems to be going. That is the most sacrilegious shit I've ever heard in my entire life. That's where the story seems to be going. I'm not saying that it's right, but that's where the story seems to be going. He gone. He ain't coming back. He is not in another episode of. He's not in another. That's fucked up. I'm not even gonna play that. That's not right. That is fucked up. Holy shit! Surprise, motherfucker! Did you see the evolution of his makeup? He's supposed to be healing, but every episode he looks worse. That nigga looked like fucking Deadpool. From the yeah. from the uh, X Men movie, <laughs> yeah, he looked five times worse. I couldn't even look at him this episode. He looked like the outtakes of Deadpool. Remember, he was talking to the dude from um from uh, from Cloverfield mm-hmm. um, when they were just when they were just talking shit about each other, how they looked. Um, the, the there's outtakes where they kind of kept going further and further and further with each other. He looks like those outtakes what those outtakes were described. I mean, he came, he came out that bitch looking like a chewed scrotum. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, I, 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 Brandon. So now we have 
Augustus going into the casket and they never discuss it again. And we'll have Reverend Cloutier just disappearing and nobody's going to discuss it. If they don't talk about this in the next episode, I'm going to be mad as fuck. Y'all told me this was a classic show. That's what y'all told me. I only made it so far, fam. And then I stopped for college and life. I had Isabella before this episode started. I was poor. This is a classic show. It's an all-time great show. (laughs) For the first few episodes. One of the best shows ever. And this is the shit that I'm subjected to weekly. I didn't know, dog. I did not know. I thought that Adebisi was going to live forever. <laughs> hey, I was just, look, I was just asked to be here. Because no, I you stuck here now. You I, yes, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck run. here. But I'm what I'm saying is, I said it was an enjoyable show for we gonna make what, it I, re- from what I remember. Now. No, we're, we're going to make it. Once we get through choice. this, we're, we're going to be just fine. We're going to make it through this together. No, we're going to get to my fucking choice. I'm, I'm going to make y'all suffer. Wait, you can't be trying to make people suffer on purpose. With greatness. I, if I, oh, you know, okay. I think it's great and y'all are going to suffer. Which well, is my next go around, I'm going to tell y'all straight out. My next go around, I am still swayed. I'm still thinking that it might be Breaking Bad. And for those of you who listen to Hindsight, just know Keep keep count of the the shit Rashani puts me through compared to what I put him through. Just keep count. That's all I'll say. You know yeah, what's yeah, crazy? That, that balance is off with Problem just Child. That balance is way. I'm off. just saying he made me watch Problem Child, and he refused. That's the problem. He refuses to admit the shit that he makes me y'all watch. Y'all are the bad. only two who don't like Problem Child because when y'all talked about it on Twitter, everybody was like, "Oh, I like that movie." Were they though? Mm-hmm. Oh. And y'all are just like. Oh, it's it's Junior. Because I mean, honestly, honestly, Junior reminds me so much. Now that we're here, Junior reminds me of Timmy Kirk. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Now that we're here, all Timmy, all Timmy Kirk needs is a fucking bow tie. Now that we're here, I mean, but Junior would never kill anybody. He would if he had the chance. No, he wouldn't. But he ended up in prison because he was trying to be like his idol. Junior no, just Tim- wanted Junior just wanted attention. Timmy Kirk didn't he pour shit evil. into the into the into the punch when he didn't get invited to a birthday party, or he got invited he's, to the birthday party and 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 was forced to go. No, he went to the birthday party and all the kids treated him like shit. Who never met no, him I didn't before. ask you that. I don't want the excuse and for so why he, he did re- it. So he got revenge. See, see, Scar. Yeah. Here's the thing. He didn't ask you why he did it. He asked see. You that's what happens. That's what happens on hindsight. I tell him Timmy, about something fucked up that Timmy Kirk did, and he's like, "Here's why he did it." Timmy Kirk did. It's not getting revenge on anyone. He's just being terrible. That's the difference. But you're gonna you tell me, me what you if what, you punch me in the face and I punch you back. That's not the same as if I just walk up to you randomly and punch you, even though both are punches. But what I'm going to say is this. I am quite certain that those nuns that he hung outside that window and the nuns that he took pictures of while they were in the shower did nothing extreme to him other than be nuns in a parochial school. That's all I'm going to say. And treat him like shit. Do we know that? Yes, it was in the movie. No, we know that they we know that they talked to him like he was they talked to him like he was a shitty person when we got to him. He had been there since birth. We got to him at five or six. We don't know what other shit he did to them motherfuckers. So now you're assuming. See, 
I'm only going by what I'm No, I'm going by, I'm literally going by numbers. Like if I had five years with somebody who kept shitting on my porch, I might have an attitude with them. Exactly. All right, what what what, what happened next in this episode? So we can finish this shit. Uh, like man, that you it. that was it. Like that's the end of the episode. Ray does a sermon talking about how Jesus had risen, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Scar. <laughs> He did toss B.D. Wong to the side like he weighed like 105 pounds. He threw him off to the side the way Hulk Hogan would have thrown the one, two, three kid. (laughs) He just tossed him. That shit was great to me. Watching Hoyt come in there and kill Timmy was excellent. But I don't know if Timmy's even dead. because were those names Hoyt was saying, just random people he's killed in his life? I don't know. Or were they actual people in the eyes that we never met? I think it's just people he's killed in his life. Because he's saying all these people, and then he's like, but Cloutier told me to kill this motherfucker. Um, I killed Jim Burns on my own, though. Tim, I don't think Timmy Kirk is dead. I don't think he is either. And he's not dead. They showed him in the in, in the ICU. Talking and breathing. Yeah, he ain't dead. Still talking? Which is still breathing? <laughs> fucking cockroaches so that means that um dylan should still be on the show he, he no more he's he ascended i mean that's the rule that they made he was like if the, you don't kill bruh, him i'm gonna keep showing up bruh he convinced he look he ascended after convincing someone to violate thou shalt not kill like this is <laughs> right the writers, look, writers, bruh. Like, what is we doing right now? Like, but, but the Bible does say an eye for an eye. No, that's that's Hammurabi's code. That is that has nothing to do with the Bible. The Bible does not say something about that. I'm pretty sure it's eye something for an about eye. that. It says that was, something about that. That was that's Hammurabi's code. An something about casting the first stone, something or another. That he would whenever out- someone causes an injury to a neighbor. Must and whoever caused the injury to a neighbor must receive the same kind of injury in return. Broken bone for broken bone, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. See, that's, I'm right. That's in there. That's in there? Yeah, that's Thank in you. Leviticus uh, 24, 19 through 22. I know Thank that you. shit was. I know that shit came from Hammurabi's code. So like, did they you. just put that in there? Yeah, so you know you. we. You can update the Bible now. Just as he has injured a man, so it shall be inflicted on him. Thus, the one who kills an animal shall make it good, but the one who kills a man shall be put to death. Fuck you, Thank you. Thank you. So he's just following the word. You just like red-headed white dudes. I don't like Timmy. I don't like Timmy. I hate Timmy Kirk. I'm saying, I'm talking about... You would be a great defense lawyer. That's really what it is. I'm talking about the dude who killed, who put the, the state in Timmy Kirk. I'm defending him. Oh, yeah. Hoyt did what he had to do to get that voice out of his head. He was like fucking Randy Orton. Hoyt is, doing his, Hoyt is doing an eye for an eye. Yo. So, which, Brandon. Which, is, which, is, which came from Hammurabi, which had to be before. Okay. Hammurabi reigned from 1792 to 1750 B.C. So, uh, Brandon, now that all your niggas are moving over to AEW, what what you gonna do? Wait, I watch AEW. You don't watch it? I do watch it. Okay, cool. I'll just make it sure. 
there's no Roman Reigns on AEW, but I love AEW the rest of the show. Yeah. Okay. There's no Roman Reigns. Or Paul Heyman. They're great. Best thing on television, wrestling television, I should say. So, um, thank y'all so much for listening. You can leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Then you can copy that review and take it over to Apple Podcasts. And you can copy that review and take it over to Good Pods. And that way you've done three reviews in the span of like eight minutes. Uh, Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is BLK. Um, I'm on Twitter at Rashani, and the show is Return to Oswald. Um, you can call the voicemail line at 916-633-1537. Um, our email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. And you can donate to the show um, at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Um, or on Good Pods, there's a tip jar that you can go to. I think that's about it. I want to it's thank all, y'all so much for ending. dealing with this shit. Huh? We have to, it's all ending. We have to stop pretending who we are. Why the fuck am I still playing this song? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta understand, like, even if they don't play it, someone is gonna ask them to play that shit for an encore, like Freebird. Like... <laughs> I'm about to find the fucking lyrics that don't speak. I know it's just the pettiest song no, that he I, had. I got, a, I got something that we should do before what? we go. What? And I don't. And Scar can't participate in this, so Scar needs to keep track of this. Okay. Let's see who wins. I got a bet. I want Rashani. You need to tell me. You need to pick three people you think are going to die before the end of the season, and I'm gonna pick three people. End of the season. For the end of this season, yes. Ooh. And I'm gonna pick and I'm gonna pick three people, and then we're gonna watch the season and stars gonna keep track and we're gonna see who's right. There's a there's a big one, a huge okay. Uh Scar, go ahead and take notes on it then, I guess. Um, so shit, I ain't got no right. Okay, I guess I'm gonna have to pull up Google Docs or something. Yeah. I'll 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 pull the Google Docs too. Okay. Um I've got it. Rashani, what's your three? Uh Saeed. Okay. Um, I got Saeed dying. Um, I got ropes and dying. Um, probably Omar White. All right, that's your three. Yeah. So my three is Omar White. Definitely, I think he's going to die. Um, I think uh, Burr. Is gonna die, and the big one, I think Schillinger is gonna die. I don't think Schillinger's going anywhere until Beecher goes somewhere. I think those two need each other to bounce <laughs> off one another, like a yin and yang sort of thing. <laughs> You're all wrong. I think Schillinger's gonna die. So none of none of the people we chose died this season, is what Scar just said. Nope, not a not a one. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. I will say, I will say there is a name or two that does die. I don't think I don't well some some of it I remember it happening. I don't remember when it happens. I doubt it's this season. Well, that means that my favorite people on the show at this point in time 
uh, Saeed, Schillinger, Ropes. And oh, no. also, I just no. want to point out the fact that nobody at this point in time says Schillinger's name right. That shit is wonderful. Poets still call them Schillinger. Yeah. Although the Robeson thing where it goes is fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Hope they take his dick off again. I mean, I didn't say it was a nice person. I just think he's fucking funny when he's with. Is where it goes. I can't say what it is, but where it goes is fucking hilarious. I got to listen. I'm going to go back and listen to that clip. The funniest part of this episode to me was Schillinger's face and his tone when he he could probably say that he never smoked a marijuana cigarette. Was just I rewinded that like three times. I he said it smoked. was so much like so much like proudness. Well, yeah, yeah, it was white pride. Marijuana and cigarette, it seems, and it seems so southern for a dude from New York. He is from New York. <laughs> he is. God. And for him to and for him to be a neo-Nazi, like being in New York, like it doesn't seem like the place for that. <sighs> Never put so much of a marijuana cigarette in my mouth. Have you heard about Spider-Man? <laughs> um, thank y'all so much for listening. We do great. Nah, Spider-Man that, was this that year. Was, that was Omni-Man. That was Omni-Man right there. No. Nah. You know, and that's the wild thing. That's the thing I love so much about J.K. Simmons is that this is literally the only role that I hate him in. And I still love him in it. I hate uh, hate that I love him. Terminator. Right? Right? Everything he does is just like, I'm telling you, he's he's my Hall of Famer for this entire show. And music nerds love him in that, um, that, what's that movie? The... Um, shit. I don't. I can't think of the name of it. Um, the one, the one about the 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 orchestra. I'm trying to find it. Never mind. Never mind. Just do your thing. Yeah, I will. I'll just keep going. So, um, I like him in Juno. Like that might be one of my favorite underrated movies of his as well. Um, because it's him and Allison Janney playing Juno's parents, and I think they're both fucking wonderful. But yeah, that's uh, Elliot Page. Uh, him and Michael Sarah uh, are starring the, that movie, so it's a good cast all around. But yeah, J.K. Simmons is like the bestest. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace. Brandon, say peace. Peace. Yes.
before we kissed. And that's not right. That's not right. Bye. That's not right. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.